Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Money and Politics in Delaware. My personal friend, Robert Fry, economist. Uh, the only three-time with team. With team at the pond. Uh, three-time the most right. And with that said, Robert, I was plugging your uh, paper. Is inflation picking up or fading? What are your best works? Talk about it. Well, this was my May uh, newsletter that uh, that I have sell subscriptions for. If people are interested in subscribing, they should get in touch with me. But I talked about what was happening with inflation Uh if you looked at the producer price index in in April, it was telling you that inflation was picking up. It was a little bit worrisome to the inflation hawks who are afraid that given all the given the low interest rates and the expansion of the Fed's balance sheet that we're going to get much higher inflation over the next um, few years. But then, if, then the consumer price index came out a day or two later, and it, it showed that inflation had peaked and was – um, coming down, which might be uh, of concern to the people at the Fed who are trying to get interest, uh, trying to get inflation up. They think it's too low. Um, but if you look at the uh, the the inflation measures that the Fed uses, um, I think both sides are making too much out of nothing. They look at the personal consumption expenditures price index. They look at it both total and excluding food and energy. They like looking at the, the X food and energy measure, what we call core inflation, um, because a, a lot of movements in food and energy prices tend to be tra- temporary or transitory and they get reversed quickly. So if you look at the X food and energy, you might get a better measure of the underlying inflation rate. Well, that core PCE price index inflation rate has been between 1.3 and 1.8% for now 58 consecutive months. It fell back to 1.5% uh, in, in April. And you can go back further than that. If you go back to January 1994, which was the month that NAFTA was enacted, uh, that measure of inflation has been between 0.9 and 2.5% in every month since then. And the point I'm trying to make is there's a lot of stability in inflation, a lot of inertia. You know, people think they're entitled to a certain small amount of price increase every year, um, but you know, they don't want to cut prices. They don't want to raise prices too much. So it's really hard to make inflation um, deviate much from, from where it's been for, for many years. Uh, you know, we forget how incredibly bad – monetary policy was in the 70s, plus all the oil shocks, plus a big demographic shock. Um, Everything went wrong for inflation in the 70s. Uh, We're not getting that right now. So uh, there's a lot of inflation stability. So all the inflation hawks that are scared to death about the the Fed's balance sheet have been crying wolf, and and the doves that have been wringing their hands about, oh, maybe we're going to get deflation, they've been crying wolf too. you're probably going to get inflation 
like you've gotten the last several years. All right, let's pick it up here a little bit. We're going to run out of time, and we made a bunch of promises. Trump says Germany is a manipulator of its currency. If I remember right, Fry said that six months ago. What do you say now? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm normally a free trader, and, and so I I would tend to, to disagree with President Trump on a lot of trade policies, but I think he's right on this one. And the trade manip- the, the, the currency manipulation that Germany does is, uh, is uh, let's call it subtle. What they did was they formed a currency union, and they have a single currency in Europe. So Germany's currency is the same currency as the currency for Greece and Portugal and some of the other countries that don't have very strong economies. And because of that, Germany gets to use a currency that is much weaker than the currency they would have if they had their own currency, if they had stayed with the Deutsche Mark. So I, I regard the Eurozone and, and the Euro is one giant currency manipulation on the part of Germany. Uh, it makes BMWs and Mercedes and other German exports a, a lot cheaper than they'd be if Germany was still uh, using the Deutsche Mark. And let's do another headline, China downgrade for those that don't look at the uh, international news. Uh, Moody's downgraded China in the way of a headline. It's still part it, China is still going to be part of, I believe, the Morgan Stanley uh, Capital Index. So that didn't block it from that. And then there were reforms on the stock market. It fell 5%. It's bounced. What's going on in China, says Robert Fry. Well, let's, let's go back a year or so. They had had a, a, a long deceleration, which ended in early 2016. They've bounced back a lot over the last, say, 15 months, uh, but they, they did that by going back to what had worked in the past, uh, export-led growth, investment-led growth, doing a lot of borrowing, a lot of investing, um, and, and, which they can't do long-term. They need to, to, tra- you know, to reform the economy, and they sort of just put that off. Um, and it, it, to do all this investment, they ran up a lot of debt. So they've got a huge debt problem. On top of that, they've got a demographic problem due to the one-child policy. Their working-age population has already peaked. Um, and, and so growth is going to slow. It's going to slow a lot in China. I've been betting on next year, but our friend Dennis O'Brien has told us that it could happen this year. And starting to look like Dennis might be right. Um, because uh, the the numbers for April were certainly much weaker than the numbers for March in terms of the industrial production numbers that I follow. The the market PMI or purchasing managers index for China in May was below 50, which indicates contraction in the manufacturing sector. Uh, So it looks like things may be slowing down a little bit sooner than we thought. Uh, because some of this is demographics, it's not as bad on a per capita basis as it is on a total headline basis. And when you think that some of this slowdown is going to be in high polluting industries, this is not necessarily bad for the Chinese people uh, because they're going to get perhaps a cleaner environment out of the deal. But who it's bad for is mu- multinational corporations who have gone out and made promises to their shareholders that were based on intentions to grow very rapidly in China. Um, and I don't think uh, they're going to get the kind of growth that they've promised. And, and they're probably going to be the losers in this whole deal. 
got two and a half minutes uh, left, and you love to talk about tax policy. Trump's teed it up for you. Your thoughts? Um, Yeah, I told somebody recently that we would be much better off if President Trump got half of what he wanted on taxes than if he got all of what he wanted or none of what he wanted. Um, There's certain elements that I think we need in tax reform, and and the rest of it would just – cost a lot of revenue and run up the deficit. So uh, what we need is uh, some incentives for repatriation of foreign source earnings that have been kept out of the country because they're not taxed until they're repatriated. So you probably need a special low tax rate on those uh, foreign source earnings to get companies to bring it back. Uh, you might need a lower corporate tax rate um, to to get them to repatriate earnings going forward. So I'd like to see the corporate tax rate come down maybe to 25%. I don't think it has to go all the way to 20 or to 15. I think you definitely need immediate expensing of investment and plant and equipment. Uh, uh, There was a Congressional Budget Office study a few years ago that showed that expensing had four times the bang for the buck as a cut in tax rates. Um, I'd like to see uh, a cut in capital gains taxes and with, with, uh, Obamacare repeal and replace or, or the expiration of the Obamacare um, tax on investment income, some of that would happen. So that would be good. Uh, basically, every time we've cut capital gains taxes down to, to a 15% rate, we've gotten more revenue. So we know that the revenue maximizing tax rate for capital gains is no higher than 15%. So we probably should cut it to 15%. So I do all of those things. Beyond that, I don't think it matters a whole lot. I don't think cutting individual tax rates is going to stimulate very much growth. I People who advocate that call themselves supply-siders, but a lot of people who call themselves supply-siders are really just tax-cut Keynesians. All right. Um, I, I got to jump in, though, because I got to give you a plug. How do yeah. people reach out to Robert Fry Economics? Well, you can go to www.robertfryeconomics.com, or you can call me at 302-743-8553, or email me at robertfryeconomics at gmail.com. And we will be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.